Hello everyone, welcome to my podcast. I am your host, Leah Harper, and today's episode is going to be about writing. Now, I've been thinking, what do I want this podcast to be about? And I've had a hard time answering that question and figuring out what the common theme across the episodes would be. That being said, I have decided that I simply want this podcast to be about art. That is, the process of making some form of art, what it means to consider oneself or someone else an artist, and what the creative process typically entails. In subsequent episodes, I hope to interview various artists that I am friends with or have come into contact with in some way. But for today, I'm going to be reading something that I wrote earlier this year. It is the only piece of creative writing that I feel mostly proud of. Clutter of My Childhood by Leah Harper There are clothes on the army green couch. They have been there for as long as I can remember. Not the same clothes, of course. They rotate. From the dryer to the living room couch, a lone sock left behind during the short journey, a t-shirt falling onto the wooden floor. This is the couch that sits against the golden wall underneath the canvas landscape painting of a field. The couch with the pile of clothes that my siblings and I would jump or fall onto from the ledge along the staircase, hearts beating from adrenaline, someone shouting, be careful. I don't remember a time when the couch was used simply as a place for sitting. I have a memory in which I watch my dad embrace my mom while she's standing at the sink in the kitchen. Maybe he makes a joke or covers her cheeks and forehead and kisses like he does to us because she laughs and playfully tells him to stop. He might be leaving for work or else coming home from work. I love seeing my parents this way. They are happy, perhaps even in love. The clothes lay in a pile, unorganized, strewn along the length of the couch. Sometimes the clothes fall onto the floor in front of it, next to it, even behind it. We're used to searching for underwear and socks, often coming up without matches. As the smallest articles of clothing, these are the most difficult to find. They will most likely fall or get shoved into the cracks between the cushions, underneath the cushions, underneath the couch. We're familiar with the frustrating, sometimes physically demanding, task of finding something that we know is there but can't seem to locate. I'm familiar, too, with the way this frustration makes me want to throw the clothes around the room. How it makes me want to yell and whine, pressing my curled toes into the ground harder, harder. Frustration. Scholars at Brigham Young University researched the effects of physical clutter in the home on parenting styles and concluded that it influences an authoritarian one. Among other things, they found that children's emotional reactivity appears to be affected by the clutter of their home. In other words, the emotional reactiveness of the child is increased by a cluttered home environment. Until recently, when my older sister pointed out how the normal parts of our home, that is, the parts we accept in their consistency are slightly unusual, I hadn't thought twice about them, like the clothes on couch image, etched into our memories, etched into our routine. While I can only speak for myself, I'll assume for my five siblings the image is there too, perhaps hidden among the filing cabinets of their memory. Like me and my sister, they won't acknowledge the image as anything more than what it seems until it's pulled out of its folder and examined. What it is? Clean clothes on a couch, Rarely folded, rarely anywhere else, ready to be worn. When examined, yet another disheveled aspect of our childhood home. My parents' arguing littered my childhood. 
I know this because somewhere within the corners of my mind, I feel this to be true. But in fact, I have since forgotten details of the frequency and intensity of their arguing, left with blank spaces in my memory. A bag packed, dad walking out of the front door, the mention of a hotel, mom walking after him, shouting maybe, me, watching them and I, think, begging them to stop. I wonder if it's been so long, and those years filled with new memories, that the old memories have faded. Or if my brain decided to block them out. But that doesn't seem likely. Maybe I haven't tried hard enough to find them. But if I were to write about their arguments, somehow, I'd describe the way they talk to each other in those moments. Mom's raised voice, loud and sharp. Dad responding in a raised voice as loud as hers. Or maybe not quite. Words, chosen to inflict harm. There were the fights in elevated, urgent voices and the ones in quieter tones behind closed doors. I'd describe how I felt compelled to be near them when they fought, unable to focus on anything else when I heard their tense voices. I didn't know what would happen, how loud it'd get. Maybe I thought I could fix things, or that I could somehow will my parents to stop. If I think it, it will happen. But it doesn't work like that. Because once you hear the tense voices, you know they will begin to rising in pitch soon enough. Like the prelude to a thunderstorm, the sky darkens as gray clouds merge together, and the breeze carries a certain eeriness and thunder rumbles in the distance. Somehow, I'd describe how I viewed my parents' relationship as normal. They love each other. Perhaps people who love each other argue and make up. But what was behind that image was broken. Clutter is defined by the Oxford English Dictionary in many ways. Two of those definitions are noisy turmoil or disturbance, hubbub, and a noise consisting of the disorderly mixture of many rapid and more or less simultaneous sounds, mingled rattle. I hadn't thought of clutter in the context of noise until this definition. And I think of my mom, screaming into her phone at one of my older sisters during the night, pacing the street in front of our house. I lay in bed and hope that it's over soon, that the silence returns. She yells so loud that her voice probably cracks. She yells so loud that the neighbors must be alarmed, because it is night, which means it is supposed to be quiet. But I don't remember them saying anything or coming out into the street either. I guess they let her go. Maybe my dad tried to calm her, or maybe he stayed inside, avoiding her. She did this more than once. When my sisters were in high school, they did many things teenagers do. Go to parties, drink alcohol, and sleep out. Sometimes this meant lying to their parents about where they were. And somehow, Mom always found out. When I moved back home last year, I started keeping my shoes out of the closet to avoid the stress that accompanies the shoe hunt. I try to keep the pairs of shoes I wear most often lined up under the white bench next to the front door. Naturally, our shoes will collect near the front door and there will be a day when one of us goes around and throws them into the closet, often my mom. My mom doesn't like shoes in various places throughout the house. She wants them contained. She tells me she doesn't like clutter or messiness, but I guess she just means the kind that's out in the open. Because for the clothes on the couch and the clothes in her room, and the pots and pans and the shoes to stay the way they are, she must be okay with messes in a contained space. Messes behind closed doors and cabinets, but not messes on tables or floors. No, for those kinds of messes, she will be there in an instant, on hands and knees, wiping the floor with a rag and her favorite green bottle of chemicals. Hidden messes are one thing, acceptable, but exposed ones are another. 
I don't like shoes being all over the floor either. Tossing them into the closet and sliding the door closed is easier. It presents the illusion of organization and cleanliness. And then we don't need to deal with what we can't see. That concludes the reading of my piece called Clutter of My Childhood. I began writing this during a creative nonfiction class last semester, probably around March. I was inspired by a piece we read in class which focused on a physical object and it translated into other aspects of the speaker's life. At that moment, I had an epiphany of sorts where I noticed that the physical clutter in my home sort of parallels my parents' relationship and the consequences of that relationship for the family. So this is the first piece that I've written where I've been able to weave a metaphor like that throughout and have it pretty much done successfully. Um, So I was proud of it for that aspect. This piece I submitted to um, Daedalus Literary Magazine and I received a small award for it. And that made me feel really excited about the future of writing. I had never really considered myself a creative writer and I still have trouble using that title for myself because I often don't feel like my work is um, good enough or um, innovative enough. However, when I did this for Daedalus, I, it gave me a motivation to, to do more. People actually enjoyed what I wrote and were moved by it in some way. And I wanted to do that some more. So the writing process probably took a few months for this piece because it was it went through at least five drafts before becoming the final draft, which is five pages long, but I shortened it for this reading for time's sake. The first draft began as a very bare-bones sort of description of the physical clutter of my house and trying to relate that to my parents' relationship. And eventually through the five drafts and through peer work and comments from my professor, it became a more well-rounded, full draft that went from memories of my childhood to opinions on my parents' relationship and the toxicity of it. And then it went to the physical descriptions of my house and, and how that made us feel and how that makes us react sometimes. So I am pretty much proud of the final draft because um, it is as complete as it can be right now. However, there's always room to improve a piece um, going forward. And I feel that with a lot of my creative writing, I just often like it for a minute. And then maybe the next day or the next week, I read it it again and I realize that I'm not happy with it. I need it to be different or it just doesn't sound good. So there's always room for growth for sure. Um, But this piece is definitely one of the, the ones that I am most proud of and most willing to share with people because it is um, pretty complete and went through a lot of drafts. So in terms of considering myself an artist, I would say I don't really. Um, I think that that's a hard title to claim. 
I think a lot of people use that title nowadays, which is great because art can truly be whatever you want it to be. But for myself, I just have trouble using the term artist. I like to take photos and I like fashion and music and writing, but claiming myself as an artist just seems like I'm, I don't deserve that title. But at the same time, I think part of being creative or being some type of artist, there's a lot of criticism that comes with that. And there's a lot of feeling like your work isn't good enough because there's always a comparison to another artist. And so I do think that that's just part of the struggle of being a creative in a way is just not being able to say I'm an artist fully um so just to bring today's episode sort of back around and sort of um enclose the the episode it it seemed maybe all over the place um but really I just wanted to start talking about this conversation of art and um, what it means to be an artist and the process of creating something. Um, And I started with myself simply because I couldn't um, find the time to interview one of my artist friends before this episode. Um, However, in the future, in the next coming episodes, I'm I have a time set up to interview some people, so I'm excited. So stay tuned um, to hear about my friends who are musicians and writers and to hear about their process and um, whether they consider themselves an artist and what that looks like for them. So thank you for listening and for being patient with me as I read my piece and talked about the process. Um, And yeah, just stay tuned for future episodes and have a good day.